Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're getting real, people. We're talking about authenticity and what you might be hiding at work. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Karina Hoyer. And we are delighted to have you today listening to our conversation about what we hide. So interesting. And what we're authentic about. And what we're authentic about. But we start by saying we are recording from the traditional lands of the Lummi and Nooksack people who have been, gosh, every time I say this, it makes me super emotional, stewards of this land since time immemorial. Yes, they have. Yeah. And we're thankful to be here. Totally. Totally. Anyway, so here we are today. <laughs> Enough of that. Enough. Good, good for that. <laughs> so on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're here talking about women, talking about work. We're talking about ease, meaning, and joy. And I just find this conversation about what we hide at work to be so, I'm just going to say it, validating. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you suggested this topic, too, because, boy, it was interesting to hear. I mean, you're you're excited about it. I'm excited about it. I mean, I do. This is one of the, I mean, I think authenticity was the second episode we did. We're going to revisit a little of what we talked about then. Mm -hmm. It's super important. It is like runs through, I would say, half of the episodes we talk about in some, or half of the, half of the things we talk about in some way, shape or form. And so I just was like, wow, mm -hmm. I found this interesting article about what we hide. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, before we jump into that, though, okay. I want to say for those of our listeners who celebrate Christmas or any of the winter holidays, what I'm going to say, you know, it's, we are rapidly Christmas is rapidly approaching. So it's a hot second away. Merry Christmas to you. And then also happy holidays to everyone else who celebrates hol a holiday in December in the winter, which there are so many. Praise the Lord. Remember when we did that episode holidays and confused and we were just talking about how to survive the, episode, yes. the, the, holidays. the holidays. It's funny. You and I were just chatting about this, how um, there is some level of uh, those who love us also benefit from our love this time of year. That is such a beautiful way to say it. <laughs> I was like, who are the assholes that draft off of all of our work? I mean, thank you for saying it in such a nice way. But it's one of those things where I realize, like, I do this because I really care and it's really important to me and it has great meaning to me. And I look at some of the other people in my life and I'm like, yeah, I'm tired of doing this for you, but I'm not tired of doing it. Yeah. It's a very interesting conundrum uh, to be in. Yeah. I have to say, yesterday, I was, I don't know, like making dinner, making rolls, doing the things, sweeping up. Like I very even said at one point, your mother hasn't sat down all day. Okay. And he was sitting behind the computer. <laughs> you don't even know what I'm saying. You get it. I do. Yes, I do. And he was having a conniption because he couldn't figure out the Christmas lights to order of course because we're on earth he's on his third round of trying to find the very specific if he just read the freaking description the first time we wouldn't be in this place but he literally was like about to flip a lid because he couldn't figure out one order on amazon That's hysterical and i'm over there yeah i know it's like judo right and i and i had to stop myself because I had a spare 30 seconds. I could have gone over and figured it out for him. I had to stop myself. To get control of yourself. From doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am so, it, so it is funny. This I'm season. not having that issue. I'm just recognizing I'm having a little bit of seething resentment. 
<laughs> I really am. I'm like seething resentment. It is. It doesn't become me. It's happy holidays, and I happy get, holidays I, and my seething resentment. <laughs> and I love the holidays, so I got to deal with my seething resentment. That is such an awesome combination. Yeah, well, seething resentment, sisters. I'm sure you can relate. They, you can relate. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can. Mm-hmm. As drafters. I know. Okay. Well, do you want to talk about authenticity? So I, I mean, everybody who listens knows that I love this topic. I just love this topic of authenticity probably more than I love anything that we talk about because it is really about all of the like amazing, remarkable, unique humans, extraordinary out in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we want all of these humans to be their full selves. And so we just get to see all this amazing stuff. Yeah. But that requires authenticity. You know, it's funny when you said that, remember, we recently had a conversation about something uh, different subject, but kind of the same theme about how people are so complex, how we bring Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. work, to relationships, to friendships, so many facets of our personality mm-hmm. and be, and that have like what we believe, what we think, what our opinions are, how we experience things, how we interpret things, how we present things and how they're so vastly different. Yeah. For so many of us. Yeah. For, I mean, we're different from each other in so many different ways and how those collective unique qualities create so many interesting and beautiful humans. Yes. And then we take all of those things and yeah. then recognize we're all changing all the time. Yeah. So it's like this constant, like it strikes me like the cosmos, right? They're constantly moving and shifting and they're riding on the waves of dark matter. And there's the stars and the planets and the, in the black holes. And it strikes me as just a reflection of the beauty of the universe. Yeah. And so when you can bring that to and the, how is that for somebody who's feeling seething and resentful? Yeah, you're doing pretty good, sister. Thank you. That is pretty digging it out and good. Well, I do. I do just love this topic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have to pause and completely uh, non sequitur for a second. Fine. Because our listeners know we've, we're actually. I completely trust you. Go. We're recording video these days um, to see what we want to do with it. Put some clips up. To make sure nobody sees me drinking too much whiskey. I was going to say, maybe put up full episodes. What you'll notice on this episode is, A, how good we are at taking a sip of whiskey and getting it down before we got to say something. (laughs) (laughs) And not making any noise. And we work hard at that. I just took a silent sip a minute ago. Silent sip. The other thing you'll notice, because I'm figuring it out, is I I told you this today. I never stopped moving. I am so sorry. I can't stop fidgeting. Well, I... I am, it is a, I'm a blur over here. See, I think the video will be great because you're always in motion, whereas I'm like completely static. Like you could even, is she alive? Is it a photo or is it a video? Because she's not moving. I told you your capacity to be still is so. It's so weird. Especially after watching the two of us. I'm over here literally (laughs) having some kind of an attack, a physical attack constantly. And you're just a. Uh, yeah, just, I am. you are just, just a photograph, as still man. It's a photograph. As the water. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, back to authenticity. When you can bring that genuine, original, authentic person, all of those beautiful things that make you you to work, there are tremendous benefits to you and your organization. But but when we talk about authenticity, what are we not talking about? Because this always makes me a little bit nervous. When I say to someone, oh, yeah. show up as your whole self, I'm like, 
But there's some right. Discla- I have some right. disclaimers Show up there. There's as, some caveats. As your, as your appropriate whole self. Yeah. Right. Like for the circumstances. Right. For the circumstances. Mm-hmm. So. As we've talked, and we covered this in that original episode on authenticity. Which was like five years ago. Holy cow. Yeah. You don't have to share your entire life story. No. Like not everything is fair game. No. Right? You don't have to connect with everyone on some super deep, like really personal, committed, you know, intimate way. You just don't. don't. Right? You just do not. No. You don't have to share like just anything that comes into your head. No. In fact, I find that most of what comes in my head needs a few filters before it comes out. I prefer most people not share everything that comes in their head. And I, yeah, I just wanted to, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And obviously you don't sacrifice your boundaries. No. Like when people ask you questions or want something from you that you don't feel comfortable giving, that's a boundary. What I really like about this concept of authenticity is the part of the definition that is worthy of acceptance. Yeah. Worthy of acceptance. Yeah. I love that. The part, part of, of yourself this. that's worthy of the, acceptance. And really, all of us are worthy of acceptance. And I mean, this is a terrible analogy, but you know, it's fine for me to be nude, not at work. Right. Right. Not right. at work, right. not in the grocery store. Yeah. Right. Um, it's fine for me to wear a bikini, not at work. <laughs> Right. I I know this is the analogy I'm giving is that there are times when it's fine to show and times when it's not fine to show. Right. Right. And so we're not talking about going to work. Buck naked. Nakedy nakey. There's we would prefer you didn't. I mean, I mean that metaphorically. Oh, I mean it literally. (laughs) Both. (laughs) Don't roll it all out there. That's not what authenticity is. But if you can, if you do bring your whole self that is all, that is worthy of acceptance and appropriate and to the appropriate circumstances to the circumstances you there will there are there are tremendous benefits according to better up a recent survey that they that they uh did the, you will experience a hundred and forty percent increase in employee engagement if if you are in an, a workplace that allows for or fosters authenticity 140 percent increase nuts which i mean the gallup poll is like this is basically Mm -hmm. saying there are seven people on the planet who are engaged at work at this point like right like half of them are actively out to like undermine their workplace so this would be important this is kind of a big one this is a big one yeah yeah Uh, also 50 percent increase in team performance i think if you can be authentic on your team 90 percent increase in team innovation which is to me where a lot of very interesting interesting stuff about authenticity is innovation and ideas and different things because everybody feels like they can bring themselves. Yes, yes, yes. Um, a 50% lower turnover, which makes sense with engagement, Mm -hmm. right? The more engaged you are, the less likely you are to leave. Right. And then this 150% increase in belonging, which we also know we did a whole freaking show on Mm -hmm. that. We know how important it is. So truly, I mean, this is, of course, it's your favorite subject. It's like it uh, is the intersection of so many great things. It, thank you. I was trying to think of a food analogy. I was like, it's the cheese and crackers on the. Okay, that doesn't go right. It's the gravy on the. I don't know. I think it's the olive oil. Oh, so many places it needs to be. The more, the better. Right on the salad, <laughs> dipped in the bread, on the pasta, marinated in the fish, not I mean, on your naked body. No. <laughs> Oh, 
Yeah, not that. Okay. No. It's the olive oil. So seriously, it's it's some good shit. It is some seriously good mm-hmm. shit. Some seriously, like really good olive oil. <laughs> like Italian, like from the vineyard that you, you know, press the grapes yourself. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. The- it also, interestingly enough, authenticity makes us more ethical. Oh, yeah. Tell me more about that. That is according to a Harvard Business Review study that's, that found that for people who report being authentic, disclosing mm-hmm. their selves, they are more likely in test to behave in an ethical fashion, which makes sense. Yeah. It's like if you're lying one place, you lie in another place. Yeah, you're true to yourself. You can right. be true elsewhere. However... However, despite how the how amazing it is to so be authentic. sit back, listeners, and recognize that You're, we're all in the soup. Yeah, we're all doing this. So many of us are doing this, have done it, will do it. Yeah, we are not alone in this. No, because we're all. It is, a, it is a rare individual who is not hiding something, something. at yeah. work, yeah. which I think is. When you when you were talking to me about this this morning on our walk, I just got so excited about it, because that's the. In a lot of ways, that's kind of the new twist on this subject mm-hmm. is that people are research shows we are actively avoiding being authentic and for good reason in some cases. In some cases, very good reason. Yeah. Very good reasons to not roll it all out there. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about this uh, stuff you read? Yes, this stuff I read. So... I got really into this topic because I read an article about a study by Job Sage that concluded that three out of four people in the workplace believe that their organization values their individuality mm-hmm. over conformity, mm-hmm. which to me is like an amazing stat. Like, that's so great. Right. 75% of us think that our individuality is valued. Which it would be authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, mm-hmm. three out of five people say that they are hiding at least one thing about themselves from their employer. Yeah. And about 60% say that they have received backlash from disclosing something about themselves, meaning they were treated unkindly, they were ignored, or maybe even retaliated against. Yeah. So, so... That's good reason to very good hide reason things. to hide what things. I found interesting is what people hide. Mm. You know, honestly, I was trying mm-hmm. to think about this. What do I hide? Yeah. What am I hiding at work? And and I have this my job we're both in weird situations because we are in service to others. Right. Right. It yeah. is not our story that our clients care about. We're there for their story. Right. They don't want to hear. I hide so much, but it's not because I'm afraid of retaliation. I'm like, because they don't I, care. It's irrelevant. They don't give a shit about what's going on with me. Right. However, on this show, oh, I was thinking, you yeah. know, like at work. Yeah. So again, the situation is weird. I hide all the time. And if anybody asked, I'd be open. I would easily disclose so many things. They don't, they don't ask. And that's, appropriate but i was thinking about like what do we not tell our listeners and the only thing i can think of is our age oh yeah we don't yeah we don't want to be yeah and why don't we do that i don't know but it's funny because this whole video thing is opening up that in fact what yeah i look like i'm 30 what are you kidding me that's what i'm saying (laughs) they're all going to discover we're 35 now um (laughs) no but it 
I don't. I don't know why we don't. I don't. I think it's because I don't want to be aged. I don't. I don't want to be, be in a box. Yeah, I want to be. Timeless. I don't want to be in a box. But we're already in a box. We're moms. We're workers. We're women. We're already in a whole bunch of boxes. We. I. We talk about a million different. And I don't think our age has anything to do with any of those boxes. No, but it's do you know a what I mean? Box. I think that it's. I think that being a woman is relevant. I think being a mom is relevant. I think being in the workplace is relevant. But I don't think our age is relevant to our conversations. I, in some ways, it might add to our wisdom, whether or not it does or not. But I don't. But I don't openly disclose it. In fact, mm-hmm. I avoid disclosing my age, and that that was one where I was like, "Huh? Why? I'm not ashamed of it. I'm afraid that we might lose listeners because we're older than somebody. You know, you know what I mean? Because of ageism. So. That's interesting because that's one of the reasons that people do not disclose Mm -hmm. because they are afraid of being treated differently. Yeah. Stereotyped, ignored or treated unkindly. Yeah. Those are reasons that people don't disclose. Really, age isn't one of the things that people typically don't disclose. Huh. Right. Yeah. So people typically hide their. I love this political views. Yeah. Like when did that happen? Yeah, that's interesting. It's so mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. It's like with the most depressing thing. Really, you have to hide that you voted for I don't know, whatever. I just think it's just a bummer. Well, because political discourse is, you know, it's he- I, we know it's why it's super people heated are doing and it. it bums me out. Yeah. Totally bums me I out. I hear you. So about 37% of people hide their political views at work. Um, 36% hide information about their families and 30% hide information about their own mental health, which makes me so sad. Yeah. Well, because I have to say, I don't think your political views influence your work performance. I don't. No, I I just had to think about that for a minute. Yeah, I would agree. I just don't think they do. Yep. And I understand how information like your fa- what's happening with your family can influence your work performance because it might impact your availability, your focus, interruption. Yeah. I don't know. There's a ton of things that you might have to do for your family that would be distracting from work. Yeah. And I think your own mental health obviously impacts your work. Mm-hmm. So what I find so interesting is one of these things doesn't even impact your work, yet people hide it. Sure. Yeah. Well, I don't. No, well, I was just saying, I don't know if my age impacts my work, but I hide it. Um, but what do you, the whole mental health thing too? I feel bad about hi, people hiding those things because, well, I guess I can I can see it too. I know but exactly I want people why to, they do. Yeah, I want people to work in a workplace where mental health is uh, healthy. Mental health is valued, and therefore, I want to know if you need help or support or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. What? Do you, but I am curious what you think you hide. I know you said you've got weird. You know, you and I are both in these weird jobs. You're in the same boat I am with regards to clients and what they're willing, you know, what they are genuinely curious or what's appropriate to share. But can you think of anything that you've hidden? In oh, my ever? gosh. Oh, definitely. I have. So first of all, I hid that I even had children for the longest mm, time. Mm-hmm. Like I had walls that had nothing on them. I yeah. think I've said this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, you've talked about it. You don't know anything about me. Like, I'm not going to put my kid. I mean, it was not until like, okay, I've been practicing law for, you know, 25 years, almost 30 years. And I don't think I put my kids on my desk until I'd been practicing for 20 years, certainly 15. Wow. And when a client would call, 
I had like very, very like clear directives to our absolutely fabulous receptionist and said, you know, no one gets to know where I am. Mm. She's not at a soccer game watching her kids. She's not at a school play. She's not at a whatever. She's not available. Yeah. It is no one's business where I am. Yeah. And I still feel that way. Yeah. Like that is a disclosure that I am not willing to make because it's a it's kind of a boundary. Yeah. For me, that's part of the authenticity. Yep, that's a boundary. You don't get to know where I know, I'm going. but not sharing with your coworkers that you had or that, that you were a mom. That's I well, mean that's they one knew, of these... they knew I was a mom. Okay. They knew I was a mom. I just didn't advertise it. Okay. I did not share with my coworkers when I got separated from my kid's dad. Yeah, that's a surprise to me. Well, I just knew they all had stay-at-home spouses. They, it was all weird that I was even working with kids, yeah. right? And I knew, and I just knew. Well, it wasn't <clears throat> weird that you were just. It was for them. Okay. It was very weird for them that I had kids and I worked. With your coworker, for your partner, with your partner. Yes. Yes. With the, I worked entirely for men. Mm-hmm. And all of their wives stayed at home. Generally, they all had great jobs at some point in their life, and took a time off, or at least much less time, to be with their kids. Uh-huh. And so, what I was doing was very foreign to them, and they didn't understand. Okay, right. And one of the partners who was in charge of my department left, so I was stepping into this leadership role. And I was convinced they'd be like, she can't do it. Because she's got kids. She's got kids at home. She can't do it. And yeah, yeah, no husband. So I don't think it, I think it was almost a year, certainly nine months before anybody found out anything. Wow. Yeah. Which is amazing. In this town, especially our listeners don't know, but it's, you know, it's not a, it's It's not not a a big town. It's not a big town. And lawyers are, you know. And I as did much that. confidentiality as they hold themselves to. It does not apply amongst ourselves. <laughs> you guys got it. It yeah. does not apply. You're in the know. And I hid that for the reason that many people hide things, which is out of fear that yeah. it might affect my career advancement or my opportunities. Yeah. yeah. I also hide it for another reason. I didn't want to be stereotyped. Right. That's another reason. Right. And lastly, the other reason that people typically hide things is they don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. Sure. And I think that was even part of it. I didn't I want anybody to that. be like, oh, I'm so sorry, Kirsten. You have this brand new baby. This is so sad. This is so awful. Yeah. How are you going to do this? So I think it was the trifecta for me. Yeah. I think I hit all three when I was like, I'm not telling anybody. And do you feel like that impacted your ability to be authentic? Absolutely. Like, I mean, I think about that. You were going through a major life mm-hmm. issue mm-hmm. and you had to basically put something on mm-hmm. and walk in mm-hmm. and be a completely different person during the workday. Absolutely. It took a tremendous amount of energy and I would do it again. It was very helpful. Yeah. It was very helpful because I got to put up really strong boundaries. Sure. Here's what I talk about at work. Here's what I talk about at home. Yeah. Because there was a lot in each of those silos and I didn't want to be mixing them up. Yeah. So for me, it was like a re I mean, absolutely. You don't tell everybody everything. I was not ready to disclose that. Yeah. I hadn't sorted it out for myself. Sure. So I kept it to myself. Yeah, I can appreciate that. And had lots of support in doing that. Yeah. Like I had a really good therapist. I had really good friends, have really good friends that walked through all of those things with me. So it wasn't like I wasn't myself in most of my life. Yeah. Just not there. Just not there. Mm-hmm. And your experience is really, I mean, clearly it's very similar to what this 
uh, research uncovered. It was, sh- which is why I say we're not alone. Yeah, you're uh, every the things that I'm doing, everybody else is doing, and I know some of our listeners are doing. Yeah, three out of five people are probably doing, or in fact, four out of five are four repressing. out of five people have repressed some aspect of their identity for the sake of their career. And as we say, as we always, uh, well, we don't always acknowledge, but as with exactly where you're all heading. things that mm-hmm. we experience as women, as white women, mm-hmm. those listeners and friends of ours who are LGBTQ, AI plus black Latinx have a disability. They, they are, they are experiencing these uh, phenomenon, these these repercussions far more deeply. For example, yeah, um, LGBTQIA plus report ninety seven percent report that they have expended energy repressing some part of their identity at work. At work, yeah. Which to me is just grievous. Yeah, it's grievous and it's painful and it's sad. Now, for a while, maybe that's okay. Right. Maybe like like I did. Maybe it's OK just to figure out how you're going to do yeah, it. But I just up. don't think it's a long term strategy. No. Similarly, black employees uh, reported hiding aspects of their lives because of fear of being stereotyped. Mm-hmm. More than half of whom like it was 52 percent of the respondents said that they'd hidden information out of um, out of that fear. So which is significantly higher than white people. Mm-hmm. And seven out of 10, this is an interesting one. I know this is parents, I think of all races, have experienced backlash after exposing an aspect of their personal lives because yes. of parents. And we've talked about the mommy tax too, right? That you, why don't you, I didn't put pictures of my kids up in my office because yeah. I did not want to remind people. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's really interesting how you can see the less and less I don't know what the right words I'm saying mainstream, but that's not right. Like the farther away you are from the white, white male, male patriarchal, stereotypical ser- worker. Yeah. Yeah. The more sure. you have to, mm-hmm. the more you feel compelled to hide. And in some ways being a parent is the furthest. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In some ways, in some ways being a woman parent, a female parent, mm-hmm. a giver of birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. Um, and you know, like we said, if you are able to be authentic, if you're able to bring your whole beautiful, amazing self to work, you're seeing significant increases in engagement and performance and innovation and all of these things. If you can't, you're seeing the opposite, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I did read an article, uh, it was an interview with a woman named Dory, Dory Navalent, I think is how you pronounce her last name. No, Dory. I think it's Dory Clark. Oh, and Dory I think, Clark. And I think it was in Navalent. Okay, thank you. And Dory Clark, interestingly enough, she's talking about this authenticity and this hiding. She actually wrote a book called like Best Idea or something. But her regular shtick is she is about people innovating, finding their great idea. Right. And so what I found so interesting about her interview here is that her belief in the necessity of innovation to come up with the great idea. Yeah. And in order to innovate, you need to be authentic. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. I forgot that first part. Yeah. No, no, no. I meant to say the innovation. I mean, that the Authenticity. authenticity 
is necessary for this innovation, this great idea. Yeah, she's saying God, if you're not. This a- is why we need two of us. I know. I'm Thank telling you, you, friend. You are so welcome. <laughs> I'm right here for you any day. So, and this is what she's saying. Like the energy that you spend hiding some aspect of yourself mm-hmm. is consumptive. Mm-hmm. Research shows this. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when you're, when you don't feel comfortable, your attention is distracted, you're spending time making sure. And what story did I tell and figuring you're it out? You're managing, you're concealing. Cl- yes. You are not focusing as much on your work. You're also not as confident and maybe even fearful. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't want to s- backlash. Oh my God, look at what my sweatshirt's doing. It's ridiculous. I was showing fixed my, it. It's like a crop top. It was a crop top. It was like flying backwards. Um, <laughs> the, um, yeah, you're, you're you're a little bit, you don't want to be retaliated. You don't want to be judged. You don't want to have those negative and consequences. And you know how like, I mean, when something feels bad, it makes everything else feel bad. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, I've had those situations where, you know, a client is unhappy with my work and it seems to like infuse everything else. Right. So it's not like anything is, I mean, as much as we try to compartmentalize and as much as I have in certain cases, it's really hard to do it. Yeah. Right? It's hard to do it long term and it really does take yeah. its toll. Uh, research also s- says that it leads when you're not able to be authentic, it leads to career stagnation and isolation. And I found this interesting because it's really when you are not able to be authentic, you're isolated. You're isolated. And when you're isolated, you aren't. You're, you're not isolated. Able to, you're isolated. And then it's just this downward spiral. Mm-hmm. It's a self fulfilling prophecy. It's that thing that feeds off of itself. When yeah. you're isolated, you're more isolated and more isolated and more isolated. Yeah. And do you remember me talking about that woman, Paula? Yeah. In our first, our second episode, but our, the first time we talked about authenticity. I think so. Not your cousin, Paula. No, 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 not cousin Paula. What a great memory. Love cousin Paula. This is coworker Paula, somebody I worked with in the past on a volunteer basis. And but she was not, a, you didn't know, you didn't even, you know anything about her. No, I didn't know anything about her. And I have to say, I think she was so lonely. Yeah. Like, as I've looked back on that relationship and that experience, I think she was really lonely. Mm-hmm. And she, and she... I mean, you uh, you cited that you didn't even know she had children. You had spent weekends oh, yes. at conferences with yes. her and had no idea about she had anything children. in her life. And she was also judged harshly by others mm-hmm. because they didn't know her as a as a as an authentic and I, human. And I think they judged her for other things. But I think she was subject to a harsher judgment on those things because people didn't know her. Yeah. Because she appeared aloof. She appeared inaccessible. And and she was in so many respects. Yeah. Yeah. Which we see as one of the um, impacts. I would say the last thing we have touched on is if you're not able to be authentic, clearly creativity and ideation suffer. And that's Dory Clark's big jam. That's her big jam. And that's what we said, you know, um, earlier in the show that. When you're your true and loose self, you got all kinds of shit just coming at you. Yeah. But if you're spending so much time and energy um, maintaining your persona, yeah, yeah, you're not really going to have the kind of mindset. Or you're going to be focusing and you're going to be focusing energy towards maintaining whatever persona you're maintaining, as opposed to everything else that's rich and wonderful in your life. Yeah, which is kind of a call out to me. As someone who coaches leaders and also steps in, does I do, you know, obviously I work with a lot of people. It's interesting to me to notice the folks who I know are 
trying to do kind of information control. Oh, yeah. Who, oh, yeah. Who is it in my life, in my professional life, who is clearly not able to express themselves wholly and mm -hmm. fully and authentically? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what toll is that having on their performance? And maybe that backing up and thinking about how digging in to kind of what where is that authentic self might crack open some of these performance issues that they're struggling with and experience yeah like I think it would vastly improve experience yes so not just your performance that's all great we love efficiency that's we love I effectiveness we bottom line bullshit. it would it changes your experience yeah right that's a good call out to me Okay, so you brought this up. This was your jam. This was your show. This is mm -hmm. your favorite thing mm -hmm. on the planet. Mm -hmm. What do you want to say in closing? So what's the takeaway? What is the, what, what's the takeaway? What do you want to say? Well, first of all, I thought it would be good. It was good for me to kind of see how pervasive this is. Yeah. And to see that how I've dealt with this at different times of my life and, and gotten out of it. Um, and this is my kind of big conclusion takeaway. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's not big, but this is my takeaway. We'll be the judge of that. You be the judge of that, my friend. So we are precious, precious creatures. Mm -hmm. Every one of us is just remarkable. And not everybody gets that. Not everybody gets to see all of our preciousness mm. and all of our remarkableness and all of our amazingness, right? So sometimes it is okay to like keep that like wrapped up mm -hmm. right but i think that when it takes so much energy to keep that in that it's distracting from your experience and how you're living in the world mm -hmm. i think you gotta let it out mm -hmm. and if your environment isn't there to receive that gloriousness yes screw them <laughs> Yeah. Seriously. I, and we have it. a whole episode on what to do when you need to get out. Yeah. Exactly. Right? There's a whole when you're thing. Ready to call about, it quits. When you're ready to call quits. There's an episode. So click back to that one because I we are just these amazing, remarkable, precious, crazy creatures. Yeah. Yeah. And not everybody gets that. And when it's too much for us to keep holding that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fuck it. There you go. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Have a good one. We'll see you in two weeks. Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. <laughs>